This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hello and welcome to our Squeeze the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. An election has been called and it's game on for the political parties and independent candidates across Australia. And it's game on for you, the voter, as you seek to make sense of what's been an extraordinary couple of years and decide who's best to take the reins of our federal government for the next three years. So in this episode of Squiz the Election, we're going to start at the beginning and get our election bearings and we'll cover off what the major parties need to do to win. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's the most wonderful time of the year or every three years, I should say, Claire. An election has been called and here at Squiz HQ, we are pretty excited. We sure are. Love an election. (laughs) Uh, You and I both worked in politics and we're political news junkies. So it's like Christmas for us if Christmas (laughs) went for six wonderful weeks. Uh, So squizzes, you're in good hands. And I think uh, more than a few of us need a bit of help this time around because it's been such an unusual time. Yeah, it sure has. And that's why we'll be here for squizzes with this special series. We're going to get into it. Claire, let's start at the beginning. Remind us what this election covers. So this is a standard general election. All 151 seats of the lower house, which is the House of Representatives, are up for grabs with the winners scoring a three-year term. Whoever wins a majority in the House of Reps, or like Julia Gillard did in 2010, able to cobble together enough support from others, they win the election and they can form the government. Uh, And 40 of the 76 seats in the upper house, the Senate are also up for election. Uh, Those who are successful there get a six-year term. Let's just pause there and explain why the government is decided in the House of Representatives. Yeah, so it's considered to be the People's House. Each of the 151 seats represent an electorate, uh, which are carved up by population. Each electorate has about 110 to 125,000 voters. Uh, That formula is applied across each state and territory, so each MP represents about the same number of Australians. So when it comes to deciding who should lead the country, the party with the most members gets to form the government and that's seen as representative of what most voters across the nation wants. Electing our senators works very differently. All states are equally represented in the Senate regardless of population. So each state elects 12 senators and the ACT and the Northern Territory elect two senators each. There are some who believe that's not fair because Tassie is smaller. It's almost 400,000 voters get the same number of senators as New South Wales. New South Wales has 5.3 million electors. Yeah, and when you become a senator, your mission is quite different to those in the House of Representatives too. Your primary task is to represent your state. Uh, Of course, that's not top of mind when it comes to our senators representing their political parties when they actually get into the Senate. But there are some whose purpose is more true to that strict interpretation of the role and they're usually independence or from the smaller parties. Jackie Lambie, for example, from Tassie is one who comes to mind. 
So when it comes to vote, you can get a sense of what we're talking about. You get a small ballot paper for the candidates that are standing for the House of Reps. They want to be your local federal MP. Voting for the Senate is a different process altogether. Yeah, it's what they call a tablecloth because the paper can be huge uh, and you can approach it in two different ways. You can vote for your party of choice above the line uh, or you can venture below the line and vote for individual candidates. I love voting below the line. (laughs) You would, Claire, but who else has time for that? In New South Wales, there were 105 candidates and you need to put them in order, selecting at least 12 candidates for your vote to be valid if it's below the line. That's a lot of voting. Yeah, it's a lot of voting, but that's how I roll. Gee whiz, you're special. All right. (laughs) We know now the shape of the contest and what's up for grabs. Let's get across the state of play and what it will take to win. To state the obvious, we head into this election with the coalition looking to hold on to power. That's made up of the Liberals and Nationals. In Queensland, they're one party called the Liberal National Party or the LNP. And in the Northern Territory, it's the Country Liberal Party or the CLP. Yep, they've long been working together and their relationship is formalised via an agreement. That's reviewed after the election and any time something big happens, like a new leader comes in and has views about changing that arrangement. The government is led by Prime Minister Scott Morrison. He's also the leader of the Liberals. He's joined at the top by Barnaby Joyce, the leader of the Nationals. They're hoping to secure a fourth term in government, which could put it up there with the Howard government for longevity. Of course, the current mob now have seen three Prime Ministers, whereas Howard endured by himself for almost 12 years. Yeah, and it feels like yesterday, to me anyway, that Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard and then Rudd again were in power. But yeah, the coalition has been in government for a while now. Uh, Morrison was the leader of the coalition at the last election in May 2019. They won 77 seats in the House of Representatives. So the number to burn into your brain is 76. To win a majority, the parties need to win 76 seats. So Morrison was able to form government with a two-seat majority last time. Yeah, that's right. And to round it out, Labor, which was led by Bill Shorten in 2019, they claimed 68 seats. That leaves six seats. One each went to the Greens, the Centre Alliance from South Australia uh, and Catter's Australia Party. That's Bob Catter from far north Queensland. And the remaining three seats went to local independents. So, Claire, Morrison has a majority, but with the government, the coalition had to stump up the Speaker. Yeah, the winner provides the umpire for the parliament. And while the Speaker remains a member of the party, they tend to remove themselves from partisan politics because they have to be fair and to do that role effectively, uh, it means that they need to remove their vote from the government. So the coalition essentially was down to a majority of one and they did not hold on to that during the course of this term of government. Yeah, that's right. Craig Kelly left the Liberal Party last year after falling out over COVID and vaccination mandates. You'll remember he's the South Western Sydney MP. He holds the seat of Hughes. Uh, He was in trouble for spreading misinformation about COVID, so he left the party. Uh, He's now the leader of Clive Palmer's United Australia Party. He did commit to supporting Morrison when it came to crucial votes. But the thing to know about how the coalition starts this election campaign, they have 76 seats. What that means is the coalition can't afford to lose any seats. uh, And at a minimum, they really need to get Hughes back from Craig Kelly. Let's now take a look at Labor. Yeah, Labor starts with those 69 seats. 
I thought you said they had 68 seats. Very good listening, Larissa. (laughs) You nearly got me. (laughs) So during the course of the term of government, the Electoral Commission undertakes a review of the electorates to ensure that they're equally distributed. Uh, And in a process called redistribution, they can change the boundaries of some electorates and create and abolish seats depending on a change in population. So in this case, Labor starts with a notional 69 seats, and that's because of the creation of the new seat of Hawke. So the Electoral Commission's process saw Victoria gain a seat. Uh, That's in the west of Melbourne, and it's going to be named after former Prime Minister Bob Hawke. Uh, On the data for how those living there voted last time, it's a Labor seat. Uh, Also in that process, Western Australia and the Northern Territory lost a seat each. The Parliament intervened in the case of the Northern Territory, so it retains its two rep seats, but Western Australia loses sterling in Perth, and it's held by the Liberals. Long story short, it means there's still 151 seats up for grabs and 76 is still the magic number to claim a majority. It's all happening and we'll get right into it as we squeeze the election throughout this campaign. That's enough to get you started. But before we finish, we want to tell you about something we wanted to try during this election and we're calling it Ask the Squiz. Yeah, so the idea is you can email us with your questions about the election and we'll have a go at answering them in a separate podcast, which we'll release on a Saturday morning. Uh, We've long wondered what a podcast and a newsletter on a Saturday might be and I reckon this is a really good way to see if listeners have burning questions that maybe we can help with. I reckon we'll all learn a thing or two along the way. So email us your question about the election, about politics, about how government works, whatever is on your mind to hello at thesquiz.com.au and we'll pick the top few. You can also DM us on social media and we'll pick them up there as well. We're at at the squiz. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears soon with more Squiz the Election content. So stand by. now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.